This is a Federal News Network podcast. It's time for Fed Talk, the live show for Feds in the Know. From federal agencies to Capitol Hill, the attorneys of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth bring in experts from across the federal community to bring you inside the issues. Fed Talk is meant to provide general information about legal issues. However, the views expressed in this program are not intended to provide legal counseling. Listeners are cautioned not to rely upon any statements made in resolving legal issues they may face, but instead consult with their own attorney about specific situations. Attorneys are not engaged in providing legal services while appearing on the program and are not responsible in any manner for the consequences that may stem directly or indirectly from reliance on any statement made during this program. Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show. And because this is the last quarter of 2020, Fed Talk always brings our listeners a series of open season shows. This is our first open season show of the 2020 calendar year. And what better way to open our open our open season shows than, in my opinion, two of the stars, the rock stars of the Federal Benefits Program. We have with us today, Joan Melanson, who is the Director of Education and Outreach. And she is with what is now known as FedPoint USA. But for those of us, we know them as the Federal Long-Term Care Partners. Those are the folks who have brought the federal employees long-term care insurance for quite a while. Now, good morning, Joan. Well, it's, I'm delighted to be here as always, and I cannot believe, Deborah, it's another open season. Seems it's like it was yesterday. And we like to have our friends from FedPoint, the Long-Term Care Insurance Program, on our open season show because they are the sponsor of FedTalk. We're always delighted to be able to bring Joan on our show, um, who can navigate the complexities of long-term care insurance and make it seem so simple um, for our listeners. So it's always great to have Joan. And um, what a treat for me, two, two radio shows this year with my good friend, Tammy Flanagan, who has been a federal benefits expert for 30 years in the space. I don't really need to say much more about you, Tammy. Good morning and welcome to our show. Good morning, Deborah. I'm happy to see you again. And it's, it's nice to see you, even though it's virtually and we have to talk this way, but there's a lot going on and I'm excited about open season. And thanks for letting me be your guest this time. And no thanks to us because our listeners tune in only to hear Tammy Flanagan. Tammy today is representing um, NARF's Federal Benefit Institute, where she is a federal benefits expert. Um, And but in addition, I want our listeners to know that Tammy also has her own consulting company where she provides federal benefit uh, consulting services to federal employee individuals on their own specific issues. Um, But it is our open season show, and we do have the long-term care insurance folks. And so, Joan, let's start with you. In the season, um, you know, in this this year now of of almost a year of our COVID pandemic, tell us the impact. What do you see as the impact on long-term care insurance? Well, it's a very interesting question. Um, There's been a renewed interest in health in general, um, clearly. Um, And more interest in long-term care because long-term care is a part of, uh, of, uh, of health. And, and when you're looking, dealing with health issues, you're dealing with issues from medical issues, which, is covered, which are covered under your uh, health insurance uh, plans. And the other end of the continuum is long-term care when you are getting better and you need assistance with activities of daily living, eating, bathing, and dressing. Um, with COVID, People are thinking about everything from um, medical issues all the way to long-term care issues. And so we're really in the spotlight now, and uh, we're getting a lot of interest on our website and calling our, our company about our product. And, and the, the um, part, of, um, part of the long-term care insurance benefits, um, which is assisted living in a facility, has certainly gotten across the country a lot of coverage on how COVID has affected folks in those kinds of facilities. And Joan, the product that you provide to federal employees includes um, you know, uh, benefit if, if folks um, choose to be in a facility. What's the impact of COVID on that? Well, it's interesting um, because uh, the facilities today have gotten pretty much a black eye 
Uh, there have been a lot of cases, people are in very close quarters. But I think the, the harder part of that is that if you're in, if you've been in a facility, you haven't been able to be with your family members or friends. Uh, there's this factor of, of being isolated because of COVID and because of the cases coming in. And that's the worst part of it. I mean, when you're when you're um, dealing with, with, with issues like that, uh, you don't wanna be isolated. You don't wanna be um, without contact. And I think it's been very, very rough on, on family members. And people are calling us because they know that the federal long-term care insurance programs um, showcase benefit is care at home. Now, only about 8% of our um, benefits today are paid in a in a nursing home although that's what people think about when i say long-term care you say nursing home in reality our, for our program it's not that it's it's the home it's the home care element that is so um attractive to people and and you know joan you and i've um done um shows on the long-term care insurance product um for federal employees for various years now. And, um, and of course, I'm not a federal employee. And I'm, you know, I, I am in the private sector, my own family members, myself, my employees, you know, we, we're looking at products that compare to the product federal employees get through the long term care insurance program. And you and I've always talked about um, it, in my opinion, the um, the product that federal employees get through your company has always been so much more friendly to and, and more of an advocate in helping people who want to buy long-term care insurance to realize that you can get these benefits for home care. You don't have to go into facilities. And most Americans in the last 10, 10 15 years have sort of come to that epiphany. They don't want to be in a facility when they need long-term care. Well, you're you're absolutely right on that, and and there there are two things that that really um, make it feasible to continue work at home, uh, work at home to I uh, work at home. That's what I'm doing to to continue to, uh, to you know to age at home. That's where people want to be, and the first is we have a very strong care coordination uh, department, so that once you are um, eligible for for claim, you um, you work with the care coordinator that looks at your situation. What are your what are your medical needs? Um, what are uh, what kind of care do you need? What what's your family situation and so forth? And these are going to change over time. So you put together a plan, and often it's a plan at home. And our home health care plan is is unique because we have a very strong um, informal care component. What does that mean? Most plans have the formal care, which is getting care through a licensed home health care agency. But in addition to that, we have informal care, which means um, it's like the Verizon plan. Uh, family members and friends can can come in if they haven't, haven't lived with you at the time and take care of you. For example, your sister um, who is in Florida could come up um, uh, and, and come to your home, take care of you, and you could pay her to do that. And that's very unique because people like that kind of a situation, the flexibility doesn't work for everybody. And you can move through the home health care, you can move to an assisted living care facility as your needs change. And then if you have to, to a nursing home, we have a ton of, of flexibility. And that's what's appealing to people. They're looking at it and saying, oh, it would be great to stay at home. That's where I want to be. And to have a family member take care of you, which is so, as you point out, unique, because for the private sector, they're far, they're farther behind in having availability and access to that kind of long-term care insurance program that would actually like recognize your family member or your friend coming in and being the provider. And this has always struck me, Joan, as one of these, like it's the moment I say, I wish I were a federal employee because I would buy the product. Um, and I've always felt that your product has been, you know, a step ahead, a generation ahead of what's available in the private sector. I'm glad, Joan, that we got to lead with that, particularly during um, the COVID pandemic, to remind federal employees who are listening. Um, no, you're right. I wish I had access to the plan. OPM, I have to credit them back in 2002 for, for being very um, uh, thinking into the future because it's, it's a fabulous product. I wish I could get it. 
But, you know, in addition to what I mentioned about home health, I have this uh, care, I have to throw in that we do have caregiver training. Your sister may not know how to take care of you. You can get, get some training and we can, we also have benefits for adapting your home because we can put some things in place like ramps and, and, and other types of things that would make it easier. So I did want to make sure that people were aware that we have support features to uh, staying at home. So for our listeners, I want to remind you, you're listening to Fed Talk. This is our first of several open season shows. Uh, we are going to take our first commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the state of federal employee health benefits program and where it is in 2020 with our other guest, Tammy Flanagan. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Welcome back to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show. It is, if you're just tuning in, this is the first of several of Fed Talk's open 2020 open season shows. With us today um, is a federal benefits expert known to all as Tammy Flanagan. Um, when you say the name Tammy Flanagan, if you're a federal employee, you know that you're about to get um, with incredible clarity, um, a very good understanding of a complex set of federal benefits. Good morning, Tammy. Good morning, Deborah. And again, I'm glad to be here. And it is an exciting open season since most of us can't go to health fairs this year in person. So we have to be more creative in finding ways to learn about what's changing and what's happening in the field of health insurance and all the related benefits. So for most federal employees, they want the top line thing they always want to know, Tammy, is, is there an increase in my premium this year? And the answer is? It depends. <laughs> if you look at the average increase, as you probably have seen published, if you've read the newspapers that talk about these sort of things, the average increase for 2021 premiums is 4.5%. But that really doesn't tell the story because your premium may have gone up $100 a month or your premium may have gone down $100 a month. There's that much of a discrepancy from plan to plan, depending on the experience of that plan's utilization of healthcare. So you really have to dig into your own plan to see what's changing for 2021. And I encourage people to at least do that much so that you're not in for a big shock when you get your retirement statement on February 1st or your paycheck in January that shows that difference in the premium. So averages really are meaningless to the individual enrollee. I think it's really something you have to look at for your own situation. Um, and and four and a half percent, you know, I remember um, 10 years ago when there was always that, do you remember that Tammy doom and gloom that the premium was gonna go up like 15, 18, 20%? Four and a half percent doesn't sound that offensive to me considering we're in a pandemic. Um, that the population, Tammy, of the federal workforce is aging, meaning they're more likely to engage their health insurance plan um, more often. Um, you know, is, is that analysis that I'm making, does that sound sound to you or? Absolutely. Yes, it does. Because a lot of us are creatures of habit. So when we're hired into federal service, we look around the room of our orientation to say, I don't know what health plan to take. Which one are you taking? And they might tell you, you know, I'm going to pick this one or that one. And some people, it ends up that that's the plan they stay in for the next 45 or 50 years and without really taking a look at what's changing or what's happening, because that was the gold standard 40 years ago. It must still be today. But in reality, some plans that have that longevity where people stay in them for a full career, if not a full lifetime, those plans experience, like you mentioned, Deborah, a higher utilization of healthcare as we get older. So that has to be reflected in those premiums. So if you're still in good health and you don't fill prescriptions and you're not going in for surgeries and specialist care, you might be just as well off with a lower option or a value plan or some other type of 
plan within the umbrella of the 274 different plan options within FEHB. So I have to say, you know, how lucky federal employees and retirees are that they can choose amongst maybe not 274 plans where you live, (laughs) but you might have 30 or 35 plan choices where you live. And so you can really fine tune it and you can switch plans during open season to meet the needs that you see coming over the next year or, or so for you and your family. So it's just a wonderful thing. But yet we have this paralysis by trying to do too much analysis and we end up throwing up our hands and say, oh, well, what's worked well in the past, I'm going to keep in the future. But I really encourage people to do some homework take some time, you know, spend more time planning this. Since you didn't get to plan a vacation this year, maybe you can spend that time planning your health care for next year and, and save some money so that when things open up, we can take a nice vacation with the extra money we saved. <laughs> no, that, that's, that is such nice, wise advice. And, you know, every year I, I do at least one of the open season shows. And every year there's always some form of that advice, Tammy, which is, there's 270 some odd plans. You should really, um, you know, they, whoever's on the show is always encouraging our listeners, look at the plan you have. And it is kind of overwhelming to hear 270. You whittle it down to maybe 30, but I still think 30 is a little overwhelming. Um, you know, if, you, if you're in the private sector um, and, and your employer offers health insurance, you're either getting offered one or maybe two or three plans. Mm-hmm. The analysis is not nearly that complicated um, you know, compared to for federal employees. And so while they have this incredibly robust set of benefit options, unlike any other part of the workforce, um, uh, you know, in our country, you know, with pros always come cons. And one of the things that I know you wanted to talk about this year was if we're sort of going to try to compartmentalize the 30 options was the benefits of considering an HSA plan. Yes, um, that is a good plan for many people. In an HSA, that ac- we're so used to acronyms in the government, but we talk about a health savings account, and that's paired with a high deductible health plan. And I think when you hear that terminology, high deductible, it's immediately a turnoff because yeah, people run wanna, from that. Yeah, we don't even want to pay three hundred and fifty dollar deductible, let alone perhaps a twelve hundred or a fifteen hundred dollar deductible. But when you dig beyond that high deductible, you start to realize that this is a comprehensive health plan that has some benefits. It has um, benefits of tax savings. It has the benefit of low premiums. It has generally good prescription drug coverage when you explore those different plans. So I would encourage people who are, uh, especially those who might have higher income or higher retirement benefits, and they're not under Medicare, they're not under TRICARE, all they have is their federal health insurance plan, this would be a prime candidate for a high deductible plan because you can shelter money in that health savings account to the tune of over $7,000 a year for a self plus one or family plan or over $3,500 a year for self only coverage. So that's like a, a healthcare IRA, so to speak, because the money goes in tax free out of your paycheck or out of your bank account. It grows because it does earn interest. It is a FDIC insured bank account, so it does earn interest. You can even shift it into investment accounts if you have enough in there to cover your deductible. And then it comes out tax-free to pay for those healthcare expenses. And even at, at points in time, I know Joan is listening intently to this because it can be used to pay for long-term care insurance premiums if you have the money in there and you want to use it for that. Or when you're 65 and you can switch over to a different health plan, but you can still use those funds to pay for Medicare Part B premiums. So it's like this FSA on steroids because it carries over from year to year. It carries into retirement with you. You can still participate as a retiree. The only restriction is if you have other health insurance, whether it be Medicare, TRICARE, your spouse's health plan, then you're not able to contribute to that HSA. But for many federal employees, their only health insurance is their FEHB plan. So I would look at a high deductible plan if you're trying to save some money, not only on your premiums, but also on taxes. Really good option. They're growing by leaps and and bounds. And and I remember when HSAs, Tammy, first came out, um, you know, because you know, in our law firm, we certainly offer health insurance. And when they first came out for years, you know, we would we they, we were um, nervous about them. They sounded well; they were an unknown product, right? And a high deductible and a separate bank account—the whole thing was foreign. And for years, we sort of stayed away from it. 
Um, and it's sort of interesting to me, Tammy, how HSAs have, have withstood the test of time yeah. and, and had the foresight um, when, they, when this creation occurred of what you know, health insurance would look like in the future. And so for folks who are essentially healthy and who have higher incomes, HSAs are almost like a financially wise way to get your health insurance. Yeah, they are. And in the federal plans, they all offer what's called a premium pass through, which is a weird way of saying that you get some of your premium put into that health savings account for you to spend. So you're spending money on premiums. And at the end of the month, you might get a $75 contribution or a $90 or in some cases, as much as a $1,200 contribution from the health plan into your HSA, along with the money that you can put in there on a pre-tax basis. So you know, when you're highly utilizing health insurance, you've got the money in there to pay those out-of-pocket expenses. When you're in good health and just getting preventative care, that money stays there and earns interest and can be invested. So I think they're definitely something for many federal employees and even some younger retirees to take a look at for the upcoming open season. And um, to, to sort of highlight that again for our listeners, I know in, before the show, um, Tammy described it to me as a, a triple tax benefit. And I want to make sure, because I, I always thought of, of HSAs as a double tax benefit, but I like how you push through the three types of tax benefits that, um, that an HSA uh, health plan offers the individual who's chosen it. That's right. Yeah, it allows you to put the money into the account on a pre-tax basis. So if you do it by payroll deduction, it comes out before you pay tax on the rest of your income. And when the money's in the account, it earns interest. Now, of course, in the bank account, you're not earning much interest these days. But I know personally, we've we've had this type of health insurance, me and my husband, and we've been saving consistently and not using it all. So we've shifted some of that money from the bank side of it to the investment side. So think of it like the TSP, where you have different mutual funds to choose from, some life cycle type funds. So we've moved some money in there and it has done fairly well over the years that we've been investing. So it's growing tax-free. Tax-free. Yes. And when we go to the doctor, we go to the pharmacy, we pull out our debit card and the money is debited from that account to pay our bills. And when we have that income coming out of that account, we don't pay tax on it. So it is a triple tax benefit. So for someone looking to save money on taxes, who would have thought, you know, open season is the time to do tax planning, but it really is. Um, that That's certainly an opportunity. So, um, so we did talk, Tammy, about for most federal employees, it's about 30 different um, plans to choose from. And um, we're going to take a commercial break, but I want our list preview because, you know, that's what media is this day. It's all about creating teasers for listeners, but I want to preview that when we come back, um, we are going to talk to our listeners about the virtual benefits fair, which um, is run by Jones Company uh, for OPM. And it's their way to virtually, in a very streamlined process with lots of bells and whistles, to compare the different healthcare plans that are available, which I know both my guests have always advocated at every open season, it is important to go back and assess the plans and the products that you bought and decide if in your current situation, they're really the best products for you today. And so listeners, stay tuned. When you come back, we're going to talk about the virtual benefits fair. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. One team working all three branches. Judicial, legislative, executive. Judicial. SB&R employment attorneys offer specialized legal representation for federal managers. Legislative. Lobbyists in government and public affairs advocating for corporate clients. Executive. Produces two free weekly newsletters, Fed Manager and Fed Agent. Shaw, Bransford, and Roth is your one destination for all three branches of government. Online at shawbransford.com. SB&R. Client-focused. Results-driven. Welcome back to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show. 
This is the first of several of our open season shows for 2020. If you just tuned in, my two guests today are rock stars in the federal benefits world. Um, and I encourage everyone to go back and listen to the beginning of the show. We have Joan Melanson. She's the Director of Education and Outreach for FedPoint USA, which is the same company that administers the federal long-term care insurance program. We also have Tammy Flanagan, who's been in the space of federal benefits for 30 years. Tammy's everywhere. She's at NARF. She's at various other um, federal um, training institutes talking about benefits. And she has her own company where she services federal employees on an individual basis. Um, if you were listening, there's over 270 healthcare insurance products for the federal workforce to choose from. Tammy says, in reality, most employees have about 30 to choose from. I think 30 is overwhelming. And so in this segment of our show, we're going to speak with Joan Melanson, whose company, um, Long-Term Care Insurance Program, also runs the Virtual Benefits Fair. And it's a, it's a, it's a virtual um, fair that I recall, Joan, is in existence now a handful of years. I remember the first year it stood up. And of course, in 2020, I think that's the only way federal employees are going to learn um, about the various products available to them. Well, you're right. COVID has uh, presented a lot of challenges, and one of them is for open season. And the, um, the account managers on my staff, we spend most of our time during open season going around and talking to people about their benefits. Um, and we go to health fairs and we go to various um, events. Um, but this year, there are no on-site events. Fortuitously, we have been providing a virtual benefits fair for a lot of years now. And we started off just with the um, Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program and Benefits, which is the other program. It's the um, portal that we uh, run for enrolling in dental and vision plans. We started this some time ago and it became so popular that we increased it to include other benefits. So imagine walking into an on-site fair, except you're going to be like you're doing with everything else. You're going to be on your computer and you go, you register through LTC feds, www.ltcfeds.com. And when you open up, once you get into the fair, you see a variety of booths and you're going to see a group of, of, of booths that'll be the um, FEHB. So you'll see the major health insurance providers. Then you'll see another group that says um, FedBIP and inside you'll see dental carriers and then you'll see vision carriers. Then you'll see FSA feds, the federal long-term care insurance program and benefits. So, and there'll, there'll be also a military resource a booth too. But it will give you the opportunity to visit the various benefits and all the plans within the various groupings that I mentioned all at one time. And you can go in and let your fingers do the walking. You don't even need to be walking around um, visiting these uh, groups to get the information that you want. So when you say you can go in um, and do the walking, if I recall correctly, Joan, you can go in, it's 24 hours a day, but then there are scheduled presentations where, so 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 um, people can log in at any time of day, whereas in the quote unquote old days, the, you know, you went to the fair downstairs in the cafeteria and it was only during business hours and you had to take time out of your work day to go down and learn about the various, you know, be able to speak to representatives from the various companies. But as I recall, Joan, is that right? Like you can log in at, at any day of the week, any time of the day and um, gather information about the products that are available. Absolutely. Um, it's available from the first day of open season to the last day of open season. And, um, and you can go on and visit the various booths. Now, what's, what's great about that is that oftentimes you want to make decisions about benefits with your spouse or partner. And so... You can sit there and have a little evening together and decide you're going to go to the virtual benefits fair. Right. And, and, and want, make sure you bring a cocktail. <laughs> because you've gone through all the Netflix movies there. And so you can visit all the booths. And, and, and really, um, and I was struck again by Tammy when you said that you're right. It, we all are, we're creatures of habit and we get inertia. And, you know, 
if it has worked for you for all those years, why on earth would you change it? But there are changes and benefits all the time. The, 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 the plans change, the rates change, and guess what? Your needs change. Turn around. You've had a certain plan because your kids were, were young. And now the kids are off to college and things have changed and you just don't even think about it. But you can save a lot of money if you really look at how do you match your plans to, um, to your needs and, and, and look at, at what makes sense. But what you can do is you go around and when I say visit the booths, you can click on and see all the information that they provide. They make available their videos, their, um, their webinars and, and so forth. And there is a plan comparison tool where you can compare uh, the various dental and vision plans, figure out what makes sense. So there's some tools there that, that are very useful because how on earth do you, do you look at 276 plans or even 30 plans? I mean, you know, look at, look at a smaller universe and you can select by various criteria um, and, and, and look at the plans. In addition to that, we have um, four chat days. Right. And that's very cool because, and it's more than we've offered before. Chat days are going to be on Fridays. So we're going to do it November 13th and 20th, and December 2nd and 9th. And this is an opportunity to go in and have a conversation with somebody from the plan. And, you know, you can either email. Joan, do, they have to sign up? do they have to sign up for that or is it open to anybody? Well, you have to register to go into the uh, virtual benefits fair. And you can start registering now if you want. And that's at ltcfeds.com. Once you register, then you'll be able to, to go in starting the first day of open season and go as many times as you want from the beginning until the end. So but for the uh, presentations, do they have to, is it like limited to a certain number of people? No, no that's the beauty of, of, <laughs> of online. Everybody can go in. And in fact, with the wealth of information person, Tammy, We'll be doing um, presentations on a, on a couple of, of, of days. And Tammy, you've done you've worked with us before on that, and, and you're such a wealth of information. We invite you back uh, every year. But talk a little bit about what you um, what you'll be doing on those um, chat days where you'll be presenting and you'll be there live. Right. Yeah. I think we're scheduled to do two webinar webinars: one on the 10th of November and one on the 10th of December as well. And for those, we're going to talk about all the different health plans, um, some of the changes that are coming up, how to, how to choose a plan that's best for you and your family. Like you mentioned, Joan, like how to find the best plan for next year and really how to fine tune those choices of 30 plans down to maybe your top three. And it's really easy to compare three plans because you can look at all the different benefits available uh, within that plan and within what the needs are for you and your family, as opposed to try to really... Uh, stress out over the 30 or 35 plans you have to choose from. And I think on one of those, I think I'm going to focus also a little bit on that big decision people face when they turn 65, which is what to do about Medicare Part B and your FEHB. And that's always a big decision point for people and a, and a cause for some anxiety, I think, because federal workers do have the option not to enroll in Part B. So it really becomes a big decision for people. Yeah, and the other thing this year that's really important is that um, uh, we offer, in the past, uh, offered dental vision plans, and the dental plans, we always offer 10. And this year, we've added two additional plans. We added uh, United Healthcare and Health Partners, and we increased the vision plans. We've always offered four uh, since 2006, because we've been offering dental vision plans to feds, increased from four to five, and we've added MetLife there. So um, there are some new offerings, and think of the virtual benefits fair as an aggregator. We put everything in one place and make it very convenient for you and your family to look at the offerings out there and, and make a choice. So I have um, two questions, one for Joan and one for Tammy with regard to the virtual benefits fair. Tammy. You're doing these two presentations, and of course, one of them is like how to navigate and how to compare and how to pick out of 30 plans. Of course, I would like to spend hours talking to you about that, um, and you're going to probably spend an hour talking to people about that, but do you recommend that, that the folks who are going to attend that session, that they do any prep work before they come and listen to your presentation? 
Yeah, it's always good. I always use that old, in fact, I'm dating myself when I say there's a slogan that, that goes something like, the educated consumer is our best customer. I don't know if you remember the retailer size, size Sims. I do. <laughs> but I always use that because I really feel that if we have some understanding of the different choices, like between what's a preferred provider versus what's a, a HMO or one of the high deductible plans. So the more you can kind of get yourself well-versed in these things, maybe go around the health fair and look at some of the options that are out there. And then when you come to the webinar where you have a chance to ask me questions or talk over some of the things that you're not sure about or that you're a little bit confused about, then it can help make more sense and give you a, a better sense of direction of where you might want to go. So, yeah, I really encourage people to do some homework. It's not that hard. I don't know. Joan and I must be weird because we get excited about <laughs> open teams, but I know most people dread it because it's just one of those chores that nobody wants to do. But if it can save you money, I mean, the difference between a, a low cost plan and a high cost plan can be literally $10,000 a year. So that's real money that could pay for a nice vacation. So if you can, and, and we're not talking about reducing your health benefit, you know, we, we're still talking about quality health care, uh, ability to choose your providers, not to have to get referrals, um, to have nationwide, if not worldwide coverage. So I'm not by any means recommending somebody reduce the value of their benefit. I'm just talking about making smarter choices to choose something. I think we talked about this earlier about the stage of life you're in or the stage of career. Like maybe you're a young brand new employee who just needs preventative care, just, you know, you're invincible. Or maybe you're a mid-career employee that has a family or you might be planning on more children and you need a good maternity benefit or good um, benefits for well care for your children. Um, it might be that stage, or you might be pre-retirement where the kids have left the nest. It's just you and your spouse. Maybe you're both federal. You're trying to figure out who carries the health plan. So at every stage of your career, there's a chance where it might make sense to make a change. And, and Joan, before we take our commercial break, my question to you is I have this memory that the federal, the virtual benefits fair has a function for, um, for the users that if they have an actual question, not part of one of your presentations, they can put a question in to, um, you know, one of the plan providers and get it like a specific answer, like a real answer. Well, you can get, um, you, you can, we have email and contact information listed there for each of the plans. And that's very helpful because it's all in one place. The chat days would be during business hours where you can actually chat on the days that I mentioned, uh, November 13th, 20th, and December 2nd and 9th. Those are days where you can actually do online chats. And, and um, they there will be representatives available from all the plans. And you would be able to, and if it gets into personal information, you can just say, can we have a conversation? So we, we don't want anybody to do any personal information, but it is an easy way to get somebody there because the um, uh, insurance companies, all the carriers are staffing the, the chat times because this is the way to, to answer people's questions. We increased this year because people aren't out there now because that's what um, all the carriers do during the on-site health fairs. They sit behind the, the booths and they answer questions. What we're trying to do with virtual benefits fair is simulate that and make it better because when you go to an on-site fair, you're only going to see some carriers represented. Here, you're getting the major health insurance carriers. You're getting FSA feds. You're getting the 12 dental plans, the five vision plans. You're getting long-term care insurance and benefits folks will be there. So everybody is represented, which makes it convenient because you don't usually get that when you go on site. So we're very, um, we're in the business of um, providing education so that feds make informed decisions. And as Tammy said, you know, take the time. What are we doing now besides being at home and quarantining? And, and this is, if you're ever going to really research um, what's going on with these benefits, now's the time to do it because it's, it's available. Um, everybody's getting pretty proficient in um, <laughs> everything online and the information is there all in one place. So take advantage of it and save some money and, and find um, that you're making some informed decisions. That's the, for our listeners, that's the virtual benefits fair um, that will open with open season. And um, it's the only way this year that you will get, you know, access to direct information about all of the health insurance, dental and vision plans that are available. 
We're going to take our last commercial break. When we return, we are going to talk about um, the most recent um, development, newest product offered by long-term care insurance. Um, it is their 3.0 product. Joan Melanson from long-term care insurance will um, be uh, explaining it to us with some help from Tammy about how to navigate some of their new features. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Welcome back to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show. It is Fed Talk's first of several open season shows for 2020. If you just tuned in, my guests today are two of the top experts in the field of federal benefits, Joan Melanson from Federal Long-Term Care Insurance and Tammy Flanagan, who in her own right is, if not the best, um, within the top best of people to talk to when you're looking at federal, the benefits offered to federal employees. Joan, before we took um, our last break, I previewed for our listeners that we would give them um, a, a um, overview of the newest product offered by uh, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program. You refer to it, Joan, as 3.0. Absolutely. Well, we've been in business since 2002, and we started off with FELTSIP 1.0. Then, because we were very creative, we went to FELTSIP 2.0, and now you'll never guess. It's FELTSIP 3.0, and we introduced it in the last year. We've taken the best of everything, and I talked earlier about the most comprehensive and innovative home health care benefits out in the market. So we've kept all the good things that we've had, but we added um, something that I think will um, be really useful, and it addresses the concerns of folks worrying about the um, increase of premiums over time and not knowing. And, and we've had a couple of, to be very candid, we've had a couple of rate increases that have been um, steep and people weren't able to plan for that. And so when we talked to consumers, they said, we just need some predictability. Um, and, and it doesn't even matter if things go up over time, but just we don't need a big rate increase that we haven't planned for. So we have introduced something called the premium um, stabilization feature that is designed to keep these, um, these costs uh, level over time. And, and that is something very, very new. It, it, it reduces the potential need for these in- increases and it can also be used as an, um, an offset to um, future pre- premium payments when somebody gets to age 85 or provides a refund of a premium upon death. And that addresses the issue of what if I pay for years and years and years and never use it because the, the the big challenge with this product is the average age of purchase is about 50 when you're young enough for, so that it's affordable and you're healthy enough to be underwritten and the usage is closer to um, high 70s. So that's a big mismatch, particularly for all of us who like instant gratification. I'd rather take that vacation than worry about what's going to happen 30 years down, down the pike. So um, so we, we added to the, the product, and it's been a very um, well-received. We also did a few other things. We looked at our website, which had been um, con- it contained a lot of information, but the feedback was it wasn't easy to find what you wanted. So we cleaned it up, and we made it very uh, very much a, more nav- uh, a, a website you can navigate and find what you need. So that's been very well-received. And the other thing is uh, uh, a new tool which is called the guide plan. And Tammy, you've actually had an opportunity, have you, to go on the guide planner, um, the, their new tool, and, and check it out? What's your feedback on it? Yeah, I, I love it because I do talk to a lot of my clients and my classes about long-term care and long-term care insurance. And so this starts off by helping you understand what the cost of long-term care is, what the future might look like as far as inflation adjustments, and then it helps you build a plan around your needs and your age and your um, 
need for uh, cost of living adjustments to be built into it, and it gives you choices. So it, again, just like with federal health benefits, it narrows your choices down to something manageable, something understandable. So I find it's very user-friendly and it's a good place to start when you're trying to learn about long-term care insurance and just planning for the future. You know, just like we plan for our retirement, part of that is planning for someday possibility of needing long-term care, which can derail anybody's good financial plan. So I think it's a, an important part of retirement planning, which is why I always talk about it when I do retirement planning with clients. Well, it's interesting, Tammy, you, you're very great. You do talk about it because people forget long-term care insurance when they're doing their retirement plan, but that could be the piece of it that derails the whole plan because you didn't put into planning for for long-term care costs, it can be very expensive. Um, but oftentimes I'll hear people saying, yeah, I get it. I've dealt with, I've dealt with my parents and they, they, they needed um, long-term care. We didn't have long-term care insurance for them. But then they say, but I look at this and how do I decide what plan to buy? It's really, really complicated. And that's where and why we design, we designed this um, planner tool because it takes you through the process of build, building a plan. And, and Tammy, you talked earlier about averages. And so someone will say, well, what should I buy? And I'll say, well, the average age and the average and what most people buy and so forth. But that isn't what the plan that would necessarily make sense for you, Tammy, or for you, Deb. It's just a plan that a lot of people purchase. But the guided planner tool will ask questions and will help you decide what's the plan that works for where you're planning to retire, what kind of a family support system might you have, to help you understand the cost of care and the various areas, and then um, fit it to your budget because everybody has a certain idea of how much they want to spend on this. Right. So it, we have a few more minutes left in our show and considering the age of the federal workforce, um, I think you can't do an open season show without talking about how FEHB Tammy fits into Medicare. And so we have a few minutes. Um, it would be great, Tammy, to hear your wisdom. I know you do major presentations on it. Um, so this is your test if you can condense it down into a few minutes and then join the federal and you have five minutes to do it and then join the federal benefits fair where you actually go through it in a whole lot more detail. That's right. And I also wanted to mention too, since um, partnering with NARF a lot these days and they do have a federal benefits portal where you can find all the webinars that NARF also does. And we do some specifically on this question of what do I do when I turn 65? Do I take Medicare Part B? Do I use a Medicare Advantage plan? Do I just use my federal health plan? It's such a big decision because it involves money and you know money is near and dear to our hearts of retirees and sometimes we live on a fixed income where we're not getting promotions anymore so we have to make smart decisions about our money and i think a, a big problem for people when they face this decision about whether or not to take part b of medicare is we're only 65 and i can say that now because i'm pushing that age myself and you know it's still young you know in 2020 age 65 for most of us isn't any different than 55 you know we still are able to do things we're generally pretty good health so we don't see the need for having this additional health plan added to our federal health insurance since our federal health plan has served us so well. But I would encourage people, and I always kind of joke around and say, think like you're 85, not 65, and realize that down the road, you know, we hate to face this, but we may encounter chronic illness. We may have more than one chronic condition that's expensive to treat. We might need name brand drugs or specialty medications, and all these things cost a lot of money. So when you combine federal health benefits with Medicare, you get what I term wraparound benefits, where your federal plan will pay second to Medicare and oftentimes cover all of your out-of-pocket medical expenses, both inpatient and outpatient. So you no longer have to deal with the deductible or co-pays or co-insurance for your inpatient and outpatient health care. And that can be a tremendous savings down the road when your health isn't what it is today. So sometimes people will say, can I just wait till I'm 85 and then make the decision? And that would be great. And you can add Medicare Part B when you're 85, but you wouldn't want to because every year that you delay enrollment, 
there's a penalty of 10% added to the premium. And that's a permanent 10% for each year that you've waited. So it's really a good idea to make this decision either when you turn 65 <clears throat> or when you retire from the government if you've worked past age 65, because you can avoid that penalty if your federal plan is still your primary insurance or if your spouse is working then they have you covered under their current employment health plan. You can delay that a little bit. But uh, when the time comes, I really think there are some federal health plans that have caught on to the fact that federal retirees are looking for something that really coincides with Medicare, that dovetails into Medicare, has a lower premium, gives us some reimbursement for the Medicare premiums that we have to pay, and really good coverage for things like prescription drugs, skilled nursing care, hearing aids, all the things we think of as we get older that we might need that do cost money, um, sometimes out of pocket. So we want to make sure we have the best care. So again, for retirees, they have to make that decision when they're facing that Medicare Part B decision of whether or not to stay with what they have or go out on the limb a little bit and maybe look at some of the other plans available. And you might be happy with what you find and you might actually find yourself in a position to have better health care for less money. And who doesn't want to save some money uh, yeah. and still have good care? I think of buying health insurance, especially if you're a federal employee and you get this, you know, it's so robust, it's so comprehensive, it's so complete. I view it more, Tammy, as protection and I'm willing to pay a little extra if I know in a country like ours, where having access to health insurance, um, you know, is has become partisan, and so it could change. Um, I'm, you know, for me personally, I just would rather pay a little bit more and know that when I'm 80, I am completely covered, yeah. um, because we do have, you know, top health, um, you know, medical um, in the world, and you know, I want to have access to it when I'm old. That's right. So and federal, that is an important point. Yeah, I want I want access, and and I'm you know me personally, I'm I'm sort of prepared to pay a little bit extra and change the other parts of my lifestyle. Yep. Um, but I want to remind our listeners, we are approaching the end of our show. That Tammy does host several um, webinars through NARF that will walk you through the um, decision making points. Right, Tammy, of That's when right. you become Medicare eligible. Yep. Yeah, we um, spent a lot of time on that because a lot of the NARF members, as you know, are already retired. Many are trying to figure out what to do, especially with some of the plans going up in price. What if we switch to one of these plans that is more affordable, but yet, like you said, Deborah, still gives us the freedom to travel, the freedom to be a snowbird, if that's what we want to do in retirement, and still be able to use our health care everywhere we go and not have too many restrictions on how, how we receive that care. And above all, I think good prescription benefits so important because you have many health plans that have just a dollar copay. You, you won't pay any more than $200 regardless of how much that prescription retails for. So that can be some peace of mind for people as well, that there's some control over their cost. So we tried to pack a lot into our first open season show. Um, and um, I want to remind our listeners that they should obviously sign up and register for the virtual benefits fair. Um, there's going to be an enormous amount of information presented in a way that um, will help you make the best decisions for you. I want to thank Joan Melanson from Long-Term Care and the Federal Long-Term Care Program for being a sponsor of Fed Talk and for doing all the good work you do in helping federal employees during the open season and figure out um, these array of very generous benefits that I think are just so hard to figure out, you know, um, and the virtual benefits fair, I think this year is going to be key. Mm -hmm. So um, thank you both, Joan. It was always nice to have you on our show. Nice to be here virtually. And, Tam and Tammy, this is your season. So get some rest. Well, that's right. Yeah, it's already starting. We're only less than a week away. So uh, right. actually less than a weekend away, basically. So it's Monday. Time to, day. Time to yeah. get busy. Very, very much time to get busy. Thank you again. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network.